0: right? We are inundated with a ton of information. Everywhere you turn, somebody has the new way or the best way. And so what I like to do is take a look at all of the different programs, all of the different ways of doing things to lose weight or to get fit, and really look at them from an objective standpoint. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm Ray Ann Mullins, your guide on this quest to a vivacious life. Join me as we uncover the keys to ditch inflammation, conquer fatigue, and stride confidently towards a harmonious, health-filled existence. This podcast is your compass to a balanced and fit lifestyle. So get ready to elevate your wellness game and embrace the vibrant, high-quality life that you deserve. Enjoy the show. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. It's Rayanne Mullins, your host. And I know that you know, I'm super excited that you're here. I love doing this podcast. It is so fun to take the information that I learn from being a coach and from my certifications and just from my own personal experience and share it with you. I love more than anything to teach and I got to say, like when I'm with clients, it's not really about teaching them. It's about helping them apply what they need to their life. So this is my opportunity to kind of share the general information. But I just want you to remember that, you know, when you're listening to this, I'm really giving you kind of the broad like spectrum. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that every single thing I say is right for you. So keep that in mind. But you know, you can take this information and apply it. But if you ever need help, or you need clarification, you can always get in touch with me and I can kind of point you in the right direction or even consider, you know, working with me for a short time. But I do have a new program coming out. It's actually not new. It's my balance method is coming back out. It's balance method 2.0. It'll be out in the spring. So that is a perfect way to to work with me at a very, um, like at a low cost, but also learn so that you don't have to keep hiring a coach. You can learn a lot of information that you can apply and get personal help along the way and group help. So that's something I will be giving information out about very soon. Now, last week, Um, we talked about focusing on one thing at a time to build your habits. Remember, I took you through the seven step process that I do or system to help somebody find or make change. And this week, I'm going to point out all of the mistakes that I am seeing clients or friends or whoever making when they are wanting to lose weight. I mentioned some of this a little bit last week, but this week we'll be honing in more on the actual habits and actions themselves. So before we jump in, I want to remind you to subscribe or follow this podcast so that you never miss a new episode. I do publish on Tuesdays, but you never know, I might have a surprise one. So if you just go to your app or wherever you're listening, you can hit either subscribe or follow that would be amazing that the more followers and subscribers that I have, the more that it'll show. So I really appreciate that. And if you're feeling extra generous, you could um, also go on the Apple or Spotify and give a five star rating. And if you feel like taking an extra minute, writing a little review about how this has helped you or what you like about it. Um, And then finally, You could even maybe like take a screenshot of your phone listening to this and share it to your social media. So just if there's ever been anything that's been helpful to you, I would so appreciate it. All right. So let's jump in. I want to first say, um, yes, we are talking about mistakes that I see people making, but I want to tell you that I don't like to tell people that they're doing something wrong or that they're making a mistake. My style is more about pointing out what is going well and how to improve on that. But it's also my job to help people stop doing the things that aren't helping them. So at some point, I need to point these things out. And so I got to say, in the last couple of weeks, I've been working with some new clients and I'm not picking on them specifically. But it is interesting that when people first come to me, there are some very, Common mistakes that I see. I've covered most of these um, in other ways, you know, in other podcasts, and I talk about it on social media and maybe even in my free Facebook group, which, by the way, if you're not in that, please go join that. The link is in the show notes. But I think it's important to revisit and break down some of these mistakes. Okay. And first, before I do, I want to say that none of these mistakes are like, if you're doing them, it's not really your fault. It's like a lot of people, I say this all the time, but like, we're so overwhelmed, right? We are inundated with a ton of information. Everywhere you turn, somebody has the new way or the best way. And so what I like to do is You know, of course, I think my way, the balanced way is a great way to do it. But I really do like to take a look at all of the different programs, all of the different ways of doing things to lose weight or to get fit and really look at them from an objective standpoint and see where they work and where they don't. And the people that I work with the most, which is mostly women, I do work with some men too, but I work with people who are not trying to be bikini models. Nobody's trying to be a bodybuilder. Nobody's trying to be, you know, like anything like major. Most of the people I work with just want to lose a little bit of weight, feel confident, feel better in their clothes, live longer and feel functional, right? So When I think that, I have to like look at the information I share in that lens. I have to look at it from that viewpoint, okay? And I think a lot of the information that we see on like Instagram or TikTok come from these young people or um, other trainers that don't necessarily talk to the people I talk to. So it can be very confusing when I say one thing Um, about exercise, for example, and then you go watch your favorite TikToker who says opposite. So you have to keep in mind, like, who are they talking to? Are they actually talking to you? Or are they talking to somebody with a different goal? Okay, so if you're here, and you like this podcast, then you're probably somebody who is looking for a balanced, fit, and free lifestyle. And so that is why I'm sharing this information. Okay. And I wanted to say that before we get it, you know, before we get started, because I've already thought of all of that. All right. Let's um, talk about the 10 mistakes that I see the most. And for each one, I will give you a fix. Okay. So let's go. The first one is not getting enough movement or steps in your day. Okay. So what I'm seeing is people are not moving, right? I mean, we have desk jobs, we, as we age, we don't have as much movement in our natural life, right? So you might be sitting more, you might be watching way more Netflix than normal, because it's so hard not to, right? There's like awesome shows and like so much available that it's hard not to want to like, sit down for hours and watch Netflix. I get it. Also, we have a lot of information on our phones and instead of, you know, like walking in place, looking at your phone, you're most likely going to be sitting, right? So again, it's just natural as we get older to move less, but it's really important to move. It's so important. It's more important than people even realize. So the fix for this is to move more to get up and move more. What I, I don't really want to give you a goal. Now we all have heard the 10,000 steps a day. Well, that's great. Like if you can get 10,000 steps a day, awesome. But what I want you to think about is tracking your steps, whether that's just through your phone or if you have a fitness tracker or an old school pedometer, those are like 10 bucks or less. You know, you clip it on your waist and just see it's, it's a start if you don't want to get a watch. But what I want you to do is track, you know, your average day and then just aim to increase your steps, okay, by one to 2,000 steps. So if you're getting 2,000 steps a day, try to get three to 4,000, right? And then you'll be like, whoa, that actually feels better. And then and then maybe after a week or so, you could be like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to aim for 5,000 steps. And then you just keep going. And then, you know, I don't think it's necessary to really do... You know, like 20,000 steps. I mean, that would be like an extraordinary day, you know? So, just looking to increase your steps, any increase is better. We're not trying to be perfect, we're just trying to do a little bit better. Okay. So, walking is just a great way to get in movement with, you know, you can burn calories but not overstress your body or joints. It's a beautiful way to exercise even if you don't like to exercise. You can even march in place in your home or march around your house and still be getting exercise. Now, no, it is not like going running. It is not like doing a spin class. It is not like lifting weights, but all movement matters. Walking and taking steps is great for your joints. It's great for your back. It's great for your overall total daily expenditure. Okay. Total daily expenditure is like how many calories you move or you burn over the day. Well, if you're sitting all day, you're going to have a much lower expenditure versus even if you're just marching in place 10 times a day, like maybe every hour you get up and March for five minutes in place or three minutes, you're still, even though you might be thinking, Oh, that's not going to be very much. It's still better than not doing it. Right. Okay. So my first mistake I see is people not getting enough, just movement. Okay. I'm not talking about workouts. I'm talking about just steps and movement. Mistake number two. Another huge thing I see is people relying on one hard workout a day. Okay. Some of you might not even work out and that's totally fine. But there are a lot of people that come to me that are hardcore, like really love to work out. And so they think that, I'm going to work out hard for one hour every day or five days a week or whatever it is. And then because I did that, I can do whatever, the want, whatever I want for the rest of the day, whether that's sitting all day, I can eat whatever I wanted because I worked out hard. Well, this is false. Your tough workout is not doing as much as you think it is. It's not burning the calories that you think, especially if you are looking at a watch, like an Apple watch or a Fitbit. Those are those aren't even right. We don't even really know how much, that's just set on like a formula. It doesn't really know how many calories you're burning. It's probably incorrect and probably over what you really are burning. So the other point is you can't out exercise a bad diet. A lot, a lot, a lot of people are working out and then thinking that that gives them the right or the excuse to eat whatever they want. And, you know, that might've worked when you were 18, but it's not going to work now, you know, as an adult for most people. Okay. So another point is that this one hardcore workout might be creating more hunger and cravings throughout the day or week, which might be undoing more of the benefits of the workout. Okay. So for me, um, You know, I've been, if you've been listening, I've been tracking my blood sugar levels. Well, I notice on my spin class days, which I just love to do, and I'm going to keep doing because I love it. um, I notice on those days, I have much more hunger throughout the day, and my blood glucose levels stay higher almost the whole day. Now, they're not too high, they're not like spiked, but they're higher. The average is higher on those days all day long. And if you don't remember, the problem with that is, higher glucose. That means higher insulin, which means higher potential of fat storage. So how crazy is that? People think they go to spin class to burn a bunch of fat when they might actually in return be making their body hold on to fat. Isn't that insane? Now that is not true for every single person. Okay. That is true for me. And that, and I've noticed, I actually feel, um, I've cut back on doing my hardcore workouts like that, especially the cardio ones. And I actually feel a little bit better, a little bit just better. Okay, so, you know, some stress is good on our body, right? Like meaning like lifting weights, that kind of stress is good on your body. Like doing some exercise is good to stress your body, how to make it grow. Like we can't grow without some kind of stressor, but too much stress is not good. So the fix is for this one is find a workout that will challenge you but not overstress your body into more issues. So I love 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 recommending lift weight, you know, lifting weights. Okay, weights at an intense enough level that you feel pushed. You know, on a scale 1 to 10, you want to be like in the 8-9 when you're lifting weights. If you're below a 5, you're not doing it hard enough, okay? Um that plus walking and maybe some extra cardio if you enjoy it, but You must keep moving all day. Regardless, if you have one hard workout, the point is you gotta keep working or moving all day long. So go back to point number one. Steps matter and have a way bigger impact than you think. So don't rely on just one hard workout and think you can eat whatever you want and sit the rest of the day. It's just not gonna work, okay? Sorry to be the bearer of bad news there. Now, mistake number three is underestimating your caloric intake, how much food you're eating. So here's the thing. A lot of people, A, don't even pay attention to their food, or B, don't really track their food. So do I think you need to track your every morsel of food that goes in your mouth for the rest of your life? No. But if you're trying to reach a goal or you're trying to lose weight or, you know, whatever your goal is that's health related, if you're not tracking your intake, then you could be way overeating more, like more than you think. Okay. So if you're just eyeballing your portions, then, you know, or even using an app, if you're not inputting it correctly, like the amount you're eating or the right kind of food, then you could be miscalculating and be eating way more calories than you even realize. So it's kind of like, it's like an accident kind of, but if, you, if you're not accurate in your tracking or your intake, then you might be frustrated and spinning your wheels, but really you're just eating more than you think you are. And so I have, this happens a lot with my clients. Like I'll have them track their food and they think they're eating, you know, like 1500 calories. I'm just throwing out a pretend number when they're really eating 2000 calories. And I'm telling you, Just a tiny change in portion sizes makes a big impact. And if you're eating, for example, if you're eating what you think is one tablespoon of peanut butter, but really you're eating two to three tablespoons, that's 100 to 200 calories more than you think. So if you're tracking 100 calories, but you're really eating 300 calories and you do something like that with your portion sizes every meal, you could be five to eight to 900 calories more than you think. Okay, so again, bear of bad news, but here's the fix. The fix is get really serious about weighing and measuring your food. Okay, at least until you know what an actual serving looks like. I don't think you need to track and weigh and measure for the rest of your life, like I said, but if you're serious about making change, and you're not serious about tracking your food or making sure that your portion sizes are right, this might be why you're not losing weight. Not because a program doesn't work, not because you're not eating the right foods, but because you're eating the wrong amount of foods. Okay, so I also need to point out that some packaging is not correct, okay? An example would be, um, for a long time, I may have said this on here, I can't remember, but um, oatmeal, I for years, the serving size says, A half a cup, but it also says forty. And in parentheses next to it says forty-five grams. So for years, I have been eating a half a cup of oats for breakfast or whatever, whatever meal, whenever I have it. I've always, you know, portioned out a half a cup. Well, one day I decided I was going to get more serious about weighing my food instead of like doing the cups and stuff like that. So I got out my food scale and. I don't even know why. Like I wasn't even going to do the oatmeal, but the last second I thought, "Oh, I'm going to do oatmeal," and so I put my you know bowl on the scale. I teared it out and I got ready and I poured in half a cup of oats. Well, it was 60 grams. This I don't know if it's just my half cup serving was different or the amount. I don't know, but that is 15 grams over what I've been logging for years. So that's just a small example. But even like, even though I feel like I know what I'm doing, I, because I was miscalculating, I was like, holy cow. So now I know that it's not really a half a cup. It's less. And yes, is that sad? Yes, but it is what it is. The other thing is, like I said earlier, peanut butter, cheese, chips, all of these things, they may not actually like the serving size. Um, for example, chips, it might say 10 chips okay, but the chips are different sizes. So which chip are they talking about? So the best thing to do is get out your scale and weigh out the 28 ounces or whatever the serving size is. Or not 28 ounces, oh, maybe it's ounces or grams. I can't think right now. But anyway, if you're serious about making change, the fix is to weigh and measure your food and see what happens, okay? And then you can cry when you're like, what? it's really six chips, not 10. It's so sad. But this is it. Weight loss, if that's your goal, is uncomfortable. If it was comfortable, then A, nobody would do it. And if it was comfortable, then I mean, you'd probably just stay where you're at. It's not comfortable. Okay, I think that's another huge mistake that's not one of my mistakes, is that people think they should just feel Satisfied and full all the time, and that's the way it is. But if you're cutting back calories, there's gonna be some discomfort somewhere, and that is such a sad, hard truth. Okay. Mistake number four overeating processed foods. Whew. Processed foods are full of junk. Okay. These processed foods are creating a huge glucose, blood sugar roller coaster in your body and are not filling you up or nourishing your body. Okay, a lot of packaged foods, crackers, granola bars, um, you know, a lot of these packaged like foods, cereals, they have been proven over and over and over to not have nutrients. And by the way, they lie to you. They lie to you on their package. They're fortified with vitamin D and vitamin C and you get all your grains and blah, 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 blah. No, they're lying to you. Okay, (laughs) sorry. I don't want to lie to you the only time you're going to get really, really, really healthy, good nourishing food is from whole foods, real meats, real vegetables, real fruits, real healthy fats, like actual real food. That is the fix. Start filling yourself up with real food. Okay. Now, um, again, I've been telling you about my glucose monitor and when I eat anything processed, like one of my favorite things. So I'm just going to tell you, I mean, there are things I still eat processed. I mean, I will own up to it. I do. Like, I love gluten-free tortillas. I love making quesadillas with my fake cheese, right? That's processed. So I'm not trying to be perfect here, but I'm also not trying to lose a bunch of weight. So if I were going to try to lose weight, I would eliminate a lot of the processed foods. Because I know with this glucose monitor, especially that I've been watching, anytime, that's what I started to tell you, anytime I eat one of those tortillas, if unless I have a ton of protein with it, and no, no fake cheese and vegetables with it. If I don't have those with it, then I have a huge spike. Okay, even though the the carbs aren't that bad, the fat's not that bad, the calories aren't that bad, my body reacts to the processed food. Okay, so there's a lot of people following Octavia. I'm sorry, but That is nothing but full on crap, fake food that is terrible for you. It's all processed. It's terrible. And I will argue this until I am blue in the face. Okay, sure. You might have lost weight or your friend might've lost weight on it, but you're not necessarily getting healthier, right? In fact, I know several people who have done it and yeah, they look smaller, but they don't look more fit. In fact, I think they look unhealthy. And Just a smaller version of their previous self. It's because they're losing muscle and filling up their body with fake, horrible, chemical laden foods. Okay. And I'm sorry. Like, if you're listening to this and you're on Octavia or have been, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm trying to help you. Like, this is not okay. Like, this is all terrible food. And then you got to wonder now they have a new product. Oh, well, you guys need this. Well, okay, so now you're just trying to sell more. They try to get you to fall into where you are relying on them because is it really good for you to buy this processed packaged junk food that could sit in boxes for months, by the way? That's your first clue that it's terrible for you. Um, They are just getting you to a point where you rely on them and you can't quit because you, this is one of those things like you can't do it forever. I mean, right? A lot of people are like, well, I'll just do it until I lose the weight and then I'll go back to eating. Well, guess what? Now you're going back to eating. You're gonna gain back half of your your weight because you go from way under eating, way malnourishing your body, and now you're gonna start eating and you're gonna gain weight back, which isn't always necessarily bad weight. It's like refueling and re like balancing your body, but then you're gonna be like, Oh, it's terrible. I'm losing weight, so I'm gonna go back on it. So anyway, I'm sorry. I I totally got off on a tangent here, but it makes me really sad because there's a lot of people I care about and have worked with and got them into a healthy place. And then they get frustrated with the results because they want faster results. And so they quit doing what's healthy and go to something like Octavia, lose the weight. And then now they're having eating disorders. They have other issues. It's just, it's terrible. And so Again, not trying to offend anyone, but I am so against that. Anyway, the fix is to focus on high density foods. What are high density foods? Well, meats, okay, meats, uh, proteins, um, healthy grains, vegetables, healthy fats, okay, real food. It's best to fill up on protein and fiber and have a little bit of the fun stuff on the side. Snack packs and granola bars are not going to do the trick long term. I am so sorry, popcorn, not gonna do it. Might be a fun little snack or treat once in a while, but it's not gonna fill you up. It's doing nothing for you, okay? There's no nutritional value to having little packs of chips and little fake macaroni and cheese and things like that. Please, please just think it through, okay? Mistake number five, relying too much on protein shakes and bars, okay? They're supplements, as in to supplement, not replace all of your food okay, or protein sources. So the fix is aim to only eat one protein supplement a day. Okay, sometimes you might get stuck and need a second one. But even though protein powder can help you get more protein, it's still processed. OK, remember, we just went over point number four. Processed foods are not good long term. So fill up on mostly real food and add in supplements to help you round out your day. And since I'm dairy free, I do use dairy free protein powder most days, but I try not to use it more than one time a day. OK, I do like a protein shake. Um I have a really hard time unless I'm going to eat a ton of meat. I have a hard time getting my protein goals, so I do at least have one protein shake a day or protein enriched type of food, whether that's adding protein powder to my oats or having a ready-made protein shake. I do eat one a day. I, you know, I actually if I wanted to be better, I wouldn't have one every day, and I'm still trying to figure that out. So, relying on your protein shakes and bars too much you know, the fix is just to try to um, reduce that. Okay. Number six, skipping breakfast and waiting to eat. <laughs> this is another one that's going to fire people up. I know very few people. Well, I don't think I know a single person who actually fast, like fast, like intermittent fast correctly and has had results. So, I do know somebody who had great results, but then they couldn't maintain it and now they've gained back all that weight. So again, it didn't work, right? So I know what research says, right? There's a ton of supporting material that says, you know, fasting is amazing for reducing inflammation. It helps with fat loss, it's cognitive function. There are so many benefits, but I have yet to see real people actually get these results and feel good and maintain it. Of all the people that I've worked with, the most results, that I've seen have come when clients start prioritizing eating a filling and balanced breakfast. This is something that I will argue with all day long. So to me, the fix is eat breakfast, make it a priority. When you eat breakfast, you start a hormonal reaction for the day. I've had so many people say, um, but ran, Hey, if I eat breakfast, I start to get hungry by lunch. And I'm like, yeah, shouldn't you feel hungry by lunch anyway? Not feeling hunger is actually a sign of a very slow metabolism. Just saying. It's not a bad thing to feel hunger. You just don't want to be feeling so much hunger throughout the day and avoiding it, right? You don't want to be like so hungry that you start eating junky. You want to, but you do want to recognize hunger, okay? It's an important part of, of eating. And knowing when to stop eating, it's like starting to feel hungry. I should eat not hungry anymore. I should stop eating. This is how it's supposed to work. People are terrified of feeling hunger and there's shouldn't be scary to be hungry. Just need to be prepared for when you are hungry. And if you eat fuller, better balanced meals, you can go longer periods of time before having that hunger. Okay. So, um, skipping breakfast, (laughs) I lost track, man. I'm getting off track today because I get pretty passionate about some of this. But skipping breakfast and waiting to eat was the whole deal here, is only going to create more hunger and cravings later in the day. That's been my experience personally and with most of the people that I work with. Okay, so it's okay to feel hungry by lunch. It's better to start your day off, kick up that metabolism, give you some energy, fuel yourself. Remember, we're trying to get more steps anyway. So eat breakfast so that you feel the energy to move more throughout your day. And if you eat a good, balanced, filling, satisfying breakfast, it's going to take you all the way to lunch when you probably should eat again. Okay, it's okay to be hungry at lunch. Eat another balanced, filling, filling, satisfying, nutritious lunch, which will hopefully take you at least till late afternoon or to dinner time. Okay. But skipping breakfast is probably one of the biggest mistakes I see with so many people who are having a really hard time with overeating at night. Try it, see what happens. Okay. Number seven, winging it, not having a clue as to what you're going to eat or how you're going to move. If you don't prioritize what you're going to eat or how you're going to move, it will be left to chance. And there is a big chance that it won't be the best option. Okay. So, here's my fix, plan ahead. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? You don't have to pre-cook everything, just have a general plan in your mind of what you're gonna eat or how you're gonna work out, okay? So here's the thing about having a general plan about eating, that way you can at least have a few groceries ahead, you know, ready for yourself or if you have to eat out, have an idea of what you're gonna get when you eat out, okay? So having at least a breakfast, lunch and dinner plan for a few days is gonna really take you so much further than just winging it. I promise this will be the biggest game changer ever. If you don't have a plan, you won't have the groceries and then you'll either skip your meal or eat out and both are not good options, okay? So the fix, plan ahead, one or two days even. Even even if you just plan the night before for the next day what you think you're gonna eat for breakfast and lunch and dinner, okay? It doesn't even have to be like, Hardcore. Okay, just have an idea. Quit winging it. Number eight, not being honest. We lie to ourselves a lot. I don't drink wine, except I do. I don't eat sweets, except I do. I work out three days a week. Says the person. Says the person who hasn't worked out in three weeks. When we lie to ourselves, we can't really monitor what's working or not. Of course, your work- workouts aren't going to give you results if you're not consistent. You might go to the gym a few times a month, but that doesn't cut it. Or you might have a trainer three days a week, but if you cancel a session or two every other week, that's not consistency, right? So it's not gonna work. So the fix is just be honest, track what you're doing. Then if you really are doing what you're supposed to or that you think you're doing, then you'll know what needs to change. I can't help people who aren't honest, okay? I get so frustrated when I get when I get blamed or my program gets blamed for not working when both I and the client know they didn't follow it, right? Like nothing's going to work if you don't try. So be honest with yourself. I mean, there's no point in even doing anything if you're not going to be honest. Okay. And I really honed in on that in the last episode. Number nine, not taking stress seriously. This is a huge mistake. This includes sleeping. We know that stress kills. Stress creates inflammation And inflammation over time will break your body down. There is just no way around it. When you're overstressed, it's harder to sleep. It's harder to eat correctly. It's like a downward spiral. So the fix is take time to quiet your mind and give your body time to relax. And also, if you just get real quiet in your brain, your body will tell you what it needs. Okay, I'm not kidding. If you don't slow down, your body will finally force you to slow down and it's not gonna be fun, and it might be hard to get going again. So please take time to quiet your mind, rest your body. It's that important. Mistake number 10, giving up too soon. You're not gonna lose 10 pounds in a week. True, true, um, well, you might. Like maybe you go on some hardcore detox and you lose 10 pounds. It's not fat. True fat loss will take time and consistency. And if you have an autoimmune disorder, or if you're in perimenopause, it will be harder for your body to release. It's just true. It's just a little bit harder. Now, that doesn't mean it's impossible, but starting and stopping every other day is only preventing you from making progress. So the fix is pick realistic goals and figure out what habits you're able to do consistently. What can you do forever? Like pick habits that you can do forever, okay? If you can't do it forever, then pick again. Because doing hardcore workouts or hardcore drastic diets or skipping meals or taking crazy supplements, if you're not planning to do it forever, then I'm sorry, you're probably not going to get the results and keep them like you want. Okay? So go back and listen to last week's episode if you need more help on that, on like doing less to get further ahead. All right? So that's it. That took longer than I meant. I'm so sorry. These are these podcast episodes of the last few weeks have gotten a little bit longer than normal. So, you know, when I say all these things, I'm not trying to sound like a jerk or mean or blame you for doing all these things wrong. I just want you to hear the truth and what's not working. Hopefully, you're not doing all of those things, right? Like there might be one or two things in there that you're like, ooh, yeah, that's me. It might ping a little bit. It might sting a little bit when you hear it. But, you know it's important to just hear it. Right. And then be like, all right, I am doing that. Like, what can I do different? And the problem is that you have to be brave to try something new. Right. So many people are terrified to stop. So many people are terrified to actually take the information and apply it. Okay. But if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over, you're going to wake up one day, really sorry that you didn't just give a a try to try something new and different, right? So if you're, you know, constantly picking a new diet or constantly like overworking out, you're constantly like skipping, you know, not listening to your body and pushing anyway, try to be brave and do something different, right? Okay. Well, I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, I so appreciate you being here. Please share this podcast with your friends. If you have any friends that, you know, are chronic dieters or people who you kind of, you know, feel bad that they work so hard and are not getting results, you know, maybe something in this will resonate with them. You know you can just say, Hey, I just wanted to share this with you. Um, you know, maybe you shouldn't tell them why you're sharing. You just be like, Hey, listen to this podcast. Anyway, you guys, thanks so much. If you're really struggling with this stuff, Remember, I will be opening up my um, balance method 2.0 in the spring, super excited about it. I've added a whole new module. Um, It's updated and totally relevant for anyone looking to make habit changes, lose weight, work through perimenopause, or for people with Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism. I can't talk, hypothyroidism, try that again. So I'll be sharing all the details in the next few weeks. So you guys, thanks for being here. Have a good one, catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast today. Remember, while we've explored incredible tips and insights, none of this is to replace personalized medical advice. Always chat with your trusted physician or healthcare professional before making changes based on what you've heard today. Stay inspired, stay curious, and keep striving for that balanced fit and free lifestyle. Until next time, take care and keep thriving.